Go thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. People. Hello, people. Yeah, you are. You're people. In case you didn't know that. Hey, in honor of my anniversary this past week, I thought I would open this show tonight with white boots. This is uh, Jamie Grace. You know, as people are learning to come in here. Such a good song. (laughs) Until my wedding day. Yeah. Love, I know it's true. There's my husband. Baby, see, I do. I got my white boots, my white dress, and baby, I ain't getting dusty. That's right, people. It's the ring, and I know it's time I'll be ready. Cause I've been waiting, 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 waiting on you. In my white boots. This is such a good message. Don't you agree? I mean, I'm over 50, so I think this is a totally good message. they put that. That's such a cool, it's such a clean way to put that, you know? Yeah, it is. Too bad you're not watching the video, but whatever. It's our fault. I, I am. Okay, this is the last thing. Okay, here we go. White boots, my white dress, and baby, I ain't getting dusty. By the way, I did wear a white dress, and it was legit. I know that uh, her wedding was in a state just to the south of us, but I think she wear white boots. She did. Yep. I mean, I'm not being, I know, figuratively, I know that she did. She was a virgin on her wedding day, but I know of literally. She did wear white boots. She did. In fact, if you watch her video, uh, Jamie Grace's video, um, 
um, waited out, which is such a good. Oh, it's mm-hmm. such great because they took footage from her wedding with Aaron. And, yeah, I saw that. So, and, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, she has white boots on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. pretty cool. Hey, everybody. Hey, John. Hey, I haven't seen you guys in a while. Nice to see you. I, some of you have been on the replay. Yeah, you have. <laughs> hey, well, you know what we're going to do tonight? Just so you know, I got a little bit of a, a sinus headache because today, the last two days here in Tennessee, we've been getting these ozone layer, a, ozone layer, is the ozone layer alert? Well, ground ozone levels. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, we've been getting these alerts, and it says, stay inside, stay inside. Danger, Will Robinson. Don't go outdoors. And um, anyway, we were outdoors quite a bit today. Well, kind of. We'll tell you about that in a second. But I moved my flowers. They're still, they're over there. They were kind of close, and they were stuffing me up. So, <laughs> so between the flowers and the ozone layer, alert, I got this, like, little bit of a sinus thing going on. Just so you know. <laughs> So, just thought I'd share in the event that I get up and leave and get a drink of water or something later, you know, we'll do that. So, what we're going to do, people, Sunday night is great. I love Sunday night because I get to go to church, although I didn't go tonight because I was on a phone call with somebody who I love. And um, and I was in my head, I was, I almost thought about not doing the show because my head just, gosh, it's like killer. But I will say... This kind of saves the day. These heated things, you know, that you can put on your neck and over here like this, you're like, ah, that's so much better. Anyway, that kind of helped. But Randall and I, we had a awesome morning today. Uh, Those of you who are on my Facebook page, uh, this morning I asked you guys to pray for us because there's a ministry, it's called Truck Stop Ministries. And I don't know if you guys are aware of this ministry, but it's super cool. So apparently, many years ago, somebody came up with the idea to minister to big rig truck drivers. <laughs> I don't know, long haul truck drivers. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. Um, and anyway, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, somebody came to our church and sniffed out Bareface. And Bareface is like, yeah, I'll look into it. And he invited me to go to the meeting. So I went and I was like, of course, Randall wants to do this. Of course. Yeah, there's my husband again. I want to go minister to people. Blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I... Yeah. The nerve. <laughs> I know. So I... The humanity. <laughs> the human... Anyway, so I... <laughs> so I went into the meeting, got a free lunch. Yeah, I did. Went for the food. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, <laughs> I went to the meeting and we, we went ahead and we... Um, uh, we decided to volunteer and, you know, of course our pastor have to get, give our approval and he gave us a, you know, he just thought we were awesome. I guess that's what I hear. <laughs> he doesn't know as well. Not really. But anyway, whatever. So, so the, they, um, uh, they let us come in and, um, and, uh, sign up to do this. So Randall's the chaplain. I am the assistant. Is that right? Is that what yeah. I'm called? The associate. Chaplain's the assist- assistant. I am the chaplain's assistant. Help me, in other words. Mm-hmm. And they're very biblical. I Help should say this, too. Why would I go ahead? Well, they're very biblical, though. This is a ministry oh. that, you know, they make you sign a doctrinal statement. You have to believe biblically. And, you know, they're very serious about it, right? Yeah. Um, so, anyway, so today was our first time doing it. And uh, 
Uh, Randall got up really super early and he he went down first because I, I, I put my foot down about getting there at 730 in the morning. It's just too early for me. That's not eight o'clock is as early as I'll meet anybody. Just so you know, if you ever want to do breakfast with me, no earlier than eight. And it has to be within a 15-minute radius if I'm meeting you somewhere at 8. I'm not driving. You have to be super special for me to get up early and do that. Just so you know. But um, uh, Randall got down there and then he handed out the, went through all the big rigs. How many would you say were there, like big rigs? Um, I'm going to guess. Well, that one section has about, I don't know, maybe it's about 15 wide. Most of them were... um, Full, so there's 30 in that section. There was another, like, uh, like eight over there, and then, then like, another 38. five over there. So close to know, 50? About 50, yeah. Wow, so close to 50 big rigs, right? Okay, so mm. Bareface went ahead and blanketed them all. He, he interviewed, he, he interviewed, he put flyers on them all. Most of them were sleeping. They had the curtains drawn in the cab, so I just put a yeah. door hanger on their door handle. <clears throat> and I spoke to four actual drivers that were in their truck oh cool yeah and so anyway then i got there about 8 30 ish and um and, and two of the four that i spoke with but go ahead yeah well anyway so then two of the four showed up mm-hmm. to our little church service that bareface led you yeah, want to talk a about fellowship well it wasn't really a church service it was a fellowship it was a fellowship yeah so, so go ahead yeah okay i'll, I'll finish so there was two men and Randall and me, you know, and, and and it was, it you know, I was sitting there going, okay, I'm supposed to be the greeter, right? Because of my outgoing, charming, winsome personality. Which you have. <laughs> it's true. It's a gift from God on high. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so the first guy came in. He was an older guy. Beautiful eyes very soft caring sweet kind eyes guy about 70 years old and um and also uh had lost his daughter who was just under 40 years old this like a couple of months ago buried her april yeah yeah and um and then there was another guy who uh was kind of a rocker type dude who you know had the the bible and and he, he he even brought up the New World Order. That tells you a little bit about oh. the conversation that we had. Oh. Um, and so we, we talked to them for like 45 minutes. And then Randall did some music, you know, on my guitar. And then Randall delivered God's Word. And then we all had a, um, you know, we all had that uh, conversation about stuff. And then afterwards, we took the the older guy gave, took us out to lunch and, we spent another hour with him just by himself. But anyway, I thought it was cool. And um, and just, just sharing with you that, you know, as we were presented this ministry, and I'm sharing it because maybe there's somebody in your area, you know, they're all over the country. Maybe you could be a part of that. You could go out to your truck stop ministry. Mostly the southern route, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Um. But if I pack, if there was one in in the northern states, maybe you could start it up. Yeah, but they the way that they presented this to us was that this is like the forgotten people, right? They're like they're they're the forgotten people. They serve our country, you know, by delivering goods and they're they're lone people. I mean, yeah, they have their CBs and stuff, but but you know, when was the last 
time that, you know, one of these guys got a hug, you know? In fact, the the older guy who was or, just... Or an opportunity for fellowship if they're believers. Yeah. And see, that was the thing. I was so surprised by this. I mean, I really was. I was sitting there going, okay, this is going to be like 45 minutes to an hour tops. We were there four hours. <laughs> four hours, people. And and I, you know, and I started to get a headache because of the trailer and any, anyway, but the... The, we were there four hours, and as I was sitting there listening to these men and hearing their stories and stuff, it really just touched, it touched me. It really did touch me. I mean, I was in tears almost with, with, with some of the stories that this one guy was sharing, especially, you know, he lost his daughter, you know. Um, but anyway, so the, the, the people that are driving those big rigs you guys next time you see a big rig driver pray for them because mm. you don't know who they are you know that you don't know they've left their family you don't know what tragedy has hit them you don't know how lonely they may feel and yeah they got their walkie-talkies and all that um but these these are real people with real hearts and and um and afterwards you know at the very end uh, the older man, we're not saying names on purpose, just so you know, but the older man, you know, he said to me and Randall <clears throat> with very soft tears in his eyes, thank you for doing this. And may God continue to use you guys to help save people. <laughs> Keep saving souls. Yeah. And, and this, I said, there's only one that can do that. Yeah. And this, this was a, this was the guy who, you know, when he was listening to Randall share God's word, uh, that he was like, I wished I knew more of God's word. And it was so cool because the the younger guy who was like 55-ish, 54. 54. So it was 54-year-old and then about a 70-year-old. And um, the 54-year-old had our daily bread. And he's like, hey, hey, dude, here's a copy, you know. And maybe you should just read that every day and God will speak to you through our daily bread. And, and I'm just sitting there and I'm yeah. like... That was so... pointing out at the top is the so scripture cool. reading for the day. And the uh, for those of you not familiar, our daily bread from RBC is Radio Bible Class. class. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't even know how to get one. They're usually I find them in you, places. You, you have to, you can go to their website. You can actually get it online in your email. Anyway, but it comes in quarterly editions. Mm -hmm. And then through the three months that each edition has... At the top, there's a scripture reading, and starting January, there's a, there's a Bible reading plan, basically, in it, as long yep. as well as a devotion and a scripture related to the devotion, and a little, a little sort of, they all end with a little thought, like a little kind of tweetable, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, which, 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 there's one I remember to this day from probably 30 years ago that it really stuck with me because I thought it was a great definition of courage mm -hmm. and that's courage is not having the strength to go on it's going on when you don't have the strength mm. that's what real courage is it's not yeah i can do this right. that's not courage courage is like you go and do it anyway when you're you know fearful and that's real courage to... yeah yeah well and you know the thing is is too it's like i mean you and i didn't know well, what to expect right you know in fact we were there me and randall we, we were there we we're like praying okay okay we went and we we prayed and we we're like mm -hmm. and i'm like okay lord look please bring somebody i didn't want to get up early for nothing <laughs> and, the, and then i'm just being honest and then because i usually don't even go to church service in the morning people just saying because i like you know to sleep in on the weekend a little bit 
Um, but then when the first guy showed up, I was like, inside, I was jumping up and down. Going, Yay, somebody showed up. I can't believe it. Somebody showed up. This is so cool. Somebody actually showed up. <laughs> so I was like, hi, how are you doing? <laughs> and when he was, when he was in his truck, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I spoke to him maybe 10 seconds. He was sitting in there and I kind of said, roll down the window, it's up. And I said, well, there's a... There's a trucker's chapel, a time of fellowship, nine o'clock, yeah. and we said, "Okay, thank you," and and that was about it. Was that the young guy or the older guy? The older guy. Oh, okay. The younger guy. So he he was yeah. I was just reading my daily bread, and yeah, it's great. What time? Yeah, I'll be there. So. Well, you know what's weird though is I was sitting there going, "Okay, are these guys like they weren't looking at their watch? They weren't like they didn't get up? You know how when you go to regular church, you're like." Pastor, you better not go over, because if I miss my lunch, then, <laughs> then I'm going to hate you forever. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? We're all like, hey, this is a time service. <laughs> These guys just sat there, and it was like 45 minutes before even Randall did a song, and and, and that was kind of funny, too, in a good way, because Randall's like singing a song, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to sing, even though I don't feel like it. And then I thought, I wonder what these guys might know. So I said to Randall, I said, how about Amazing Grace? Everybody knows Amazing Grace. And then they sang. They yeah. actually sang. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, these guys actually sang. <laughs> it was so cool. And then um, Randall read the word. And then the guys interrupted and started talking. I made some jokes and told them my feminine pad coupon story. There was a point, people. Yeah, there was. Anyway, and um, yeah, it was it was good. It was it was super cool. So that was that was our morning. And those those of you who saw my Facebook post, if you did, and you prayed for us, thank you for that. Cause, Indeed. Because you know we're scheduled to do this once a month, but you know who knows? It might end up being more. Hi, Jeff and Denise. Yeah, that is a That's good right. de- good definition of courage. Yeah. Yep. And let's say there's some over people here too, Wanda and Tommy and Johnny. Or Baldy, I mean. Pasha, Kim, uh, Shaye, Monica. I don't know if I said that right. And a couple other people. I don't know if you're real or you're something. But whatever. Anyway, hi, everybody. Um, Thanks for tuning in. Glad that you're there. So that was, you know, the cool thing. And, you know, I want to challenge you guys. Um, You know, I do this, this... it's it's really a coaching call Monday through Thursday. Some of you are on it. Um, it's called Team Unstuck. And if you want to if you want to get learn how to get on it, just message me. I can, you know, get you on it. I'm not gonna let a ton of people on it because I think the group that's currently there is is kind of tight and get to know each other. Hey Barb, um, but you know, part of the challenge to go and um, you're real. Okay, good. <laughs> Part of the challenge is, is part of moving forward is actually admitting you have a problem in the first place, right? I mean, you you know, just like the alcoholic or the drug addict, you have to admit there's an issue before you can actually move forward. Well, you know, one of the challenges that I have as, um, you know, doing direct sales with Legal Shield is, you know, we're told to to make two to five exposures a day, you know, shared with two to five people a day about Legal Shield, and so you can share with them about your service, and you know, there's a percentage of those people who will buy your product. How much more so with the gospel, 
right? I mean, if we use that same philosophy here, you know, to, to share the gospel with two to five people a day, can you imagine how many people would come, would come to the Lord, you know? Uh, so I just want you to, uh, um, uh, I just want you to go ahead and, and can just think about doing that, right? Do I call you about the DNA test from Legal Shield? DNA test? You, you got a DNA test from Legal Shield? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I don't, as far as I know, I, Legal Shield doesn't offer DNA tests. 23andMe and Ancestry.com and probably some other people now do. But, but do you have anything else to add before we get into the DNA issue? And then we're going to talk about this the article. The DNA issue. Yeah, my okay. grandma. Right, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, but you're like the DNA issue. Yeah. Not, not your relatives, your family, but the DNA issue. It's, it's <laughs> like it's, sounds like an expose on Dateline or something. The DNA issue. Anyway. Dateline, BNR. Anyway. Um, you know, what we, what we experience today is just what we read about in Hebrews chapter 10, that... <clears throat> you know, uh, encouraging or exhorting, depending on your English translation. I don't know what your Norwegian translation says, but uh, you know, uh, exhorting one another to love and good works. Let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. It's in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24, 25, somewhere around there. Um, anyway, and that's what that's what fellowship is, is to encourage one another to love and good works. It's... Um, you know your your fellowship may be liturgical it may be a little charismatic it may be whatever but at the end of the day what a gathering is for an assembly ecclesia in the greek um is to encourage one another to love and good works and and not just in a worldly sort of you know just uh, solely philanthropic sense, but you know it works in the Lord, and mm-hmm. anyway, and that's why we're to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, as is the habit of some. It is for that, and so the to give these guys who are often traveling on Sunday, or if they're like these two guys, both of them, they were on a, a thirty-four hour reset. That after driving so many hours, you know, a federal law stipulates that. You have to, after you log so many hours on the road, you have to not drive for like 34 hours. So. And that's that's good. Yeah, and so both of them were in that time, and so they had an opportunity to. Yeah. But that probably doesn't happen every Sunday. I don't know. I don't know. But. I don't know. Anyway, but, it was. But it was it, cool. Anyway, it was, we assembled ourselves together with uh, two former strangers <laughs> Not strangers anymore, but uh, and we encouraged one another. They encouraged each other, and they did. Uh, yeah, and it's great. And they parked next to each other and didn't even know it. Yep. 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 Back to back. So, yeah. So isn't that cool? Coincidence. I, I, I think it's cool. I mean, I minister, as you guys know, a lot in the assisted living where my dad lives. I'm there almost every. Well, I am there every week. Occasionally, I mean, very rarely, I'm not there at least once a week. But I'm there a couple times a week. Um, you know. We had uh, what what holiday was it? Was it Easter? Where when we went to Red Robin and we had <laughs> we had dinner with 
the the girl and her mom or grandmother. Was that Easter? I think it was. Mm, man, I, I I think it was. Well, anyway, Randall. Recall, but... Me and Randall, God just puts us different places, and. <laughs> but anyway, okay. Less of flexible. I gotta tell you something cool though. Okay, so God cracks me up. I mean, he really cracks me up. So I told you yesterday, and we're going to get to this gay story in a little bit, but I told you yesterday that I got this uh, connection from a first cousin on 23andMe. And if you're new to the show and you don't know how I actually got on 23andMe, I'll just tell you really fast. I had a Messianic rabbi on our show about two years ago, Messianic uh, rabbi Greg Hirschberg. He He wrote a book on Leviticus, and when Greg was on the show... Um, he asked me if I was Jewish and I said, not that I know of. And he said, you're Jewish. And I'm like, as far as I know, I'm not Jewish. My ancestors are from France, I think. So anyway, then I went to a prophecy conference and all these other people kept telling me I was Jewish or saying you're Jewish. And finally, Claudia and Bill Koenig said, hey, why don't you go to 23andMe and get your DNA test and find out if you're Jewish? So I'm like, okay. So I did, and I unveiled it on our show. It was a big hoopla. Everybody remembers it if you've been watching for a while. <clears throat> so that's how I ended up on 23andMe. Never expecting to actually be contacted by anybody that I'm actually related to. So yesterday I get this message from a woman, uh, and she writes this huge paragraph late she she says my grandfather's and my grandmother's name and anyway all this all this like real detail about what little i know about my family and plus other stuff i didn't know and so she sent me some pictures and we want to show you a picture of my grandma and my grandpa because this is so stinking cool you guys check that out there's my grandpa and my grandma i know if you're on facebook you already saw it i posed the question who do i look more like and to my surprise, um, everybody is saying my grandfather, which cracks me up a little bit because I think I totally have my grandma's smile. But everybody else is saying my grandfather. A couple people said I look more like I look like them both. But the this is two different pictures put together. But what's interesting to me, you guys, is that this is literally the first time I've actually seen a picture that clear and that big <laughs> of my grandfather. I, I had one picture of my grandmother who I met when I was super little, like like under five years old, I think. Um, and, and you know, and there's my grandpa, you know, with that. Go ahead, put it back. Okay, and your grandfather died before you were born. So. Yeah, because my dad's 40 years older than me. So I never really got to know my grandfather or my grandmother. So... But look at that face, man. Look at my grandpa. You know, he has, he has that. I told Randall, I said, doesn't that look like a kind of a devious little smile? You know, those two clearly had fun. I mean, they had 12 children. So, I mean, that should tell you something. <laughs> right there, they clearly had fun. But, but um, I, I, you know, I, I started to cry when I saw this picture because I thought it was crazy. And not only that, but this is the even crazier thing. And I'm not saying my my cousin's name on purpose because you could some some of you would look look up and blah blah but whatever. But what I can tell you, and I can't say everything specifically. I wish I could, but I can't because then some of you might, a couple of you not not that I don't trust you, but she doesn't really want you know anything out there. Um, 
what I can tell you is that there is a very cool connection between this show and what she does. Uh, I will say she's a medical doctor, so she's, <laughs> she's but there is, a, there is a super cool connection between something that she has done and how she's been honored and our show, which only God could do it. I totally can't tell you what it is, which totally sucks. <laughs> but, but only God, <laughs> only God could do that. And when I told Randall, he's like, that is insane. <laughs> like, it, it is completely insane. Anyway, she, she saved, um, she sent me, I don't know, about, I don't know, about 10 or about 10 photos. Anyway, and there's this one, um, which I can't show you because I didn't give it to Randall, but, but there's this one, it, it has like probably 20 people in it, you know, and it was like a family picnic and my dad was, I don't even know if my dad was in there, but my grandmother was pretty young and, um, and then, then she did have another one that my dad has and I never knew it, but the photo that my dad has of all his brothers and his mom is actually was taken at my at my grandfather's funeral because he died pretty young. So anyway, it was a uh, kind of cool, and I'm kind of feeling emotional because of it. I mean, wouldn't you feel weird if all of a sudden, when you're 50 years old, you get this email from somebody who's actually an actual relative? I mean, and you 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 get connected because he because you put your DNA out there for the whole world to use and you know all that stuff later on. <laughs> I just, it's just crazy. All that to say, people, our God is good. And you know what? I believe, do you, you remember a long time ago, I told you guys I lost my very first Bible. I believe God can give me that Bible back. Man, if he can connect me to an actual relative, a first cousin who actually has photos of my dad's parents, um... And all that. He can do anything. I mean, I know it seems silly, but, you know, it's it's just... But the connection that she has kind of to our show, there's a one... Anyway, <laughs> Randall. Well, just given that... <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. Uh, given that, you just didn't have that information, that background. I don't you have know, any of it. Even when your dad lived in the same general area where he was born, I mean, he was... Um, three wives in and hmm. and uh i mean you weren't introduced to uncles or anything like that and then um and as you learned from the first cousin they pretty much stayed in that area your dad moved to florida and mm -hmm. i mean you were long since in california and 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 you know given your parents divorce i mean there was and, and your mom's side of the family really didn't know. Nope. I mean, because she didn't know who... I thought own, I came from an egg and I was hatched as an alien. Or who one father was. So, so Seriously. There's, <laughs> so there's, no, there's no information there. Um, uh. Uh, you know, I was just thinking about um, the Twilight Paris song. Uh, he is a song. Uh-huh. There's a line in there that the loneliness is bitter. You tell me you've known no parents and no children, no one to call your own. Yeah. I pray for you a family within the God, within the Father's plan. Anyway, and so, you know, here you are, like I say, age 50, all of a sudden, here's a first cousin because of, 
because of this assertion that you're Jewish, ultimately, <laughs> and then all this stuff, <laughs> and there's some stuff related to that that comes out of this. And okay, anyway. wait, I will say okay because I know I'm not I'm being vague about this, but I will say the connection is because I'm Jewish. Oh. And I will say it's it's connected in, I will just say the word Ariel, okay? That's all I'll say. And there is a connection, and it's a very freaking cool connection. I don't know, I do not know if they're a believer, okay? But what I can tell you is that they love Israel. They've been there 11 times. Um, and I can also say that they have helped a lot of people um, in Israel, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I'm going to say, but it's so cool. I mean, it was, it's just, it's, it's cool. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, it's, I was like, I broke down in tears yesterday because I was like, Randall, you're not going to believe this. Cause many years ago when we went to ancestry.com and put in my name, like one leaf came up, we put in Randall's name, a whole like forest of leaves came up. <laughs> You know, so he's, he's gone. Uh, and because a messianic rabbi came on my show, told me I was Jewish, I'm like, yeah, right, whatever. And then God had six other people tell me I'm Jewish, and I'm like, okay, I'll get a DNA test. Uh, like, uh, about two years later, now all of a sudden I have this first cousin uh, who contacted me. And there's another first cousin who hasn't responded to either one of us that's out there. But the even cooler thing on top of all that is that there is a um, book written about my fam my dad's family that this woman wrote. And um, it's like 120 pages long. It goes back to the 1700s. And I'm like, you know, and so I sent away for the email to, to see if I can get a copy of it. And if I can get that... Oh my gosh, that would be like all the 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 history I need to know about where I actually came from, you know? It's like an episode of Who Are You? Where Did You Come From? Of course, I don't know what the name of the episode is, but I don't know. Anyway, that's, it's just so cool. And the other thing that's cool is this person also told me that they were like the black sheep in the family. And I'm like, yeah, I can kind of relate to that, you know? Not because of anything bad I did. But because we've just been completely kind of removed from the family because of divorce. You know, if you don't think divorce, you know, impacts you or, or your family, your family system, it totally does. So, yeah, anyway. Yeah, so th that's all the thing. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys. If you are a Legal Shield member or Identity Theft member, <clears throat> you can go inside your Legal Shield perks and there was there was a perk for 23 and me that you could save you could save money on a on a discount so so i know natasha you're a member so you could get the you can go in there and check as far as i know it's still there i haven't looked i'm going to get my dad one cuz you know i'd like to get him tested before he's gone um, cuz you never know i could maybe learn something too about my dad that i don't know <laughs> but anyway all right, Mr. is walking around here. Okay, so let's talk about this uh, story. Uh, my friend Stephen Black actually texted this to me right before the show. And in his message to me, he wrote, I will quote it. <clears throat> as soon as it comes up on my Facebook page. 
I was waiting for a dog to jump in my lap, but he's taking his time, so forget it. Hey, get out of there. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. All right, so Steve wrote me. He said, <clears throat> he wrote here, Lone young man holds up a crucifix before an LGBTQ plus pride parade carried off by police as the hateful Catholic. Most Christians never share their faith. It is only a matter of time. Faith, uh, family and friends will betray you. It is coming. We are living in the prophetic words of Jesus Christ from Matthew 10. Read it. How long will it be before our own families betray us? So uh, with that said, let, let's look at the um, thing here. Let's look at uh, this. Okay, so this is from LifeSite News. It says, Lone Boy Holds Crucifix High to Protest LGBT March. Police Carry Him Away. <clears throat> this was updated uh, two days ago, but it was written on the 12th. So it says here, A picture of a 15-year-old boy standing alone with his crucifix and rosary held high as police in riot gear and LGBT protesters march toward him has gone viral. Um, the photo of brave schoolboy... Jacob Bar... Jakub Barilo? Yeah, however you said it. Anyway, <laughs> standing in the middle of the street as a rainbow flag-waving protesters march toward him with government police leading the way is an awesome visual metaphor perfectly depicting the very real threat of weaponized, politicized LGBT ideology against the children of the entire world. Well said. That was well-written. In the picture, though, you see that? That's very interesting. It's powerful. This picture is worth more than a thousand words. It is an echo of the iconic 1989 picture of a lone man standing against approaching tanks in Beijing's Tiananmen Square. The Chinese Communist government had called in heavy artillery in order to suppress a student-led demonstration calling for democracy, free speech, and freedom of the press in China. It's also an echo of the 1957 photograph in which a courageous young African-American student attempted to enter a newly desegregated Little Rock, Arkansas high school while surrounded by a mob of white racists spewing hate at her. <clears throat> As the crowd yelled, lynch her and go home with the N-word, Young Elizabeth Eckford, Eckford walked alone. Bar-yulia. Barilla? Yeah, what he said. <laughs> Stood his ground as the... How do you say that? Phalanx. Okay, of heavily armed police bore down upon him. In the end, he was physically removed by police while still holding high his crucifix and rosary. The drama occurred during an equality march in Plock, Poland, um, the 15-year-old explained afterward that he was inspired by a similar gesture made by Father Ignacy Skorupko during the 1920 Warsaw Battle with the Bolsheviks. He later wrote on Twitter that he held the cross to oppose the bad deeds that are promoting homosexuality. Jesus and the cross stood against evil and sins. Our holy faith commands us to counteract evil deeds. I also tried to do it saying that I was going against people is, is harmful. I was going against the bad deeds that are promoting homosexuality, he wrote. Bariyala also said that he was highly motivated to take action after he saw a depiction of the Virgin Mary with an LGBT rainbow halo around her head and the Polish flag profaned with the LGBT rainbow. Later, I sat on the pavement and prayed in Latin with the words, Salve Regina. 
I directed my prayer to the mother of God, the ideal of purity. Of course, we don't agree with that particular idea, just so you know. Policemen came to me and asked me to get out of the way. I said I couldn't do it because the participants of the march are destroying my Catholic faith and profaning the Polish flag by placing a rainbow on it. He told the, I guess, some paper. Young Jacob Barilla said he wanted to give people something to think about and make them reflect. In our current age, the threat of transgenderism backed by government-sanctioned surgical and hormonal mutilation of children in defiance of their parents' attempts to protect them is very real. State-coerced child gender transitioning is already here. That's linked, by the way. Forced government indoctrination of school children in order to make them more open to questioning their sexuality while undermining their gender identity as either males or females has become totalitarian in nature. Public libraries have become a battleground for grooming the smallest of children for transgenderism thanks to the proliferation of drag queen story hours in Western countries. Which, can you guys, I mean, just, I gotta just say this. Drag queen story hour. What the hell? You know, (laughs) I mean... I mean, seriously, you know, I mean, who the hell's idea is that drag queen story hour? I mean, could you imagine if... I can tell you whose idea Well, I know whose idea it is. It's just, it's just like... (laughs) And, and yeah, children, we need to protect the children people and the old people Mm -hmm. as well and... Everybody else, too. Okay, the most vulnerable, vulnerable among, among us. us. Starting with in the womb. Right. That's a dangerous place to live these days. And uh, being a young child is a dangerous place. It be is a dangerous age to be in with the stuff that they're subjected to. Exactly. And Gina's reminding us, especially when that one drag queen was a convicted child offender. And it's been more than one. <laughs> That's the thing. And let's see. Um... Real Jackson says Washington State has a very liberal slant. It's basically socialized medicine. Yeah, well, and and that's the thing, you know. Um, so anyway, the, yeah. Well, let me finish the article. The world's uh, media, global, and national corporations, and even professional sports, are part of the juggernaut threatening children and families. Poland's young Jacob Barjela is now an international symbol. His now iconic picture clearly displays the nature of the important battle we now face. LGBT ideology seeks to suppress and destroy the influence of Christianity, and it especially hates the cross of Jesus Christ. Ironically, as they march for, quote, freedom, LGBT activists seek to suppress the message of the cross, the only means through which they they may, they might discover true freedom. Um, and by the way, I should quote also a article um it's actually a quote i posted it in my daily disciples group today um from uh william booth you guys know he's the founder of salvation army if you didn't see it i would highly encourage you to take it and throw it on your page but william booth said the chief danger of the 20th century will be religion without the holy ghost christianity without christ Forgiveness without repentance, salvation without regeneration, politics without God, and heaven without hell. And I 
I wholeheartedly concur. If that's not prophetic, I don't know what is. Right. I know. William Booth rocks. Yeah, he does. Tommy says she loves William Booth. Uh, yeah, I mean, these these guys get it. And, you know, I know I know a number of us, um, you know, we... We we talk about the, the homosexual lobby, um, you know, because here's the thing, because it is a real threat to us and it's an intentional threat. It's a complete threat to the family, uh, to lives, to our medical histories. Um, you know, it's it's been completely politi- political is po- political. No, that's not right. <laughs> politicized there you go politicized people yeah hey there's always one word you guys know that just deal with it um (laughs) you know people ask me all the time how come you're so anti-gay you're such a hateful bigot and i go well how come you're so anti-biblical and you hate you hate jesus no i don't say that bag But I, but it's true. If you're a wimp and you can't stand up for traditional marriage, do you seriously think that when Islam decides to come with a sword to your church and cut off your head and, and tell you to denounce Christ, that you're going to go, oh, no, you know, I don't think so. That looks a little sharp to me. The blade does. Yeah. Allah Akbar. And you're having your fingers crossed. You're like, Allah Akbar. Seriously, I mean, come on. If you can't stand up for traditional marriage the way God made it, you know, can you put could picture my grandma and grandpa back up? Look at that. That's my grandparents. They were happy people. You can clearly tell, right? I mean, all the pictures I saw, by the way, they were very happy in there. Without those two people, I would not be here, okay? And homosexuality doesn't just destroy that person. It actually destroys generation upon generation. And so does abortion. I mean, you ever thought about that? You ever thought about, and and Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer, I need to get him on here someday, you know. Coach Dave uh, did this really great, um, he has a, he had a, 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 a billboard, anyway, and, and basically, he showed how one abortion can destroy a whole generation. It destroys, you know, everything. If, if like, for example, if Randall's grandfather, if, if Randall's dad was never born, then Randall's dad would never have been born. And then Bareface would have never been born, right? Uh, same thing with my grandparents going all the way back to through the 1700s, you know, if somebody had decided to have an abortion in my dad's family line and my dad was never born, I wouldn't be here. Just so you know. I mean, think about it. The likelihood of you not existing is way higher than you existing, right? So when you kill a baby in the womb, you're killing like, you're killing a legacy. And, you know, but then when you add homosexuality into it, which incidentally, by the way, I have shared on this show before a long time ago that my dad adopted this boy named Kenny, um, who was gay, and my first cousin actually shared that info with me as well. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is not a tale. This really did happen. You know, I have collaborating evidence now. It's totally crazy. Um, But anyway, go on. Anyway, uh, over on YouTube, Natasha says, atheists and agnostics don't really scare me. 
is church leaders and so-called, quote, believers, unquote, yeah. uh, who promote these agendas. Yeah, and that's the, yeah, both are dangerous, but the real danger is inside, inside the body of Christ, as Jude warns about, as Peter warns about, as the Lord himself warned about. Yeah, right. You know, the, the wolves in sheep's clothing. Well, you can you can kind of tell who they are too. I mean, right. I mean, some of them are very obvious, but you know, I think one of the things in the quote from William Booth that really I find um, particularly impactful, "Don't hate me, bareface," <laughs> is when he says, "Christianity without Christ, forgiveness without repentance." It's like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like okay. If you're, let's say, you're a Christian and you're addicted to, to pornography, okay? And there are a lot of Christians who are. But let's say you decide as somebody addicted to pornography that you're going to go ahead and introduce that pornography to somebody else and you're going to validate it. And it's like, oh, no big deal. It's not hurting anybody. But you introduce it, let's say, a father does to his son, right? Let's just say, because we know this happens, right? I mean, it does happen. Where is the conviction of the Holy Spirit in there? Right? I mean, where is that? So that is the, the question that I have is, you know, I'd like to know where the, where that is. You know? Good question. Mm-hmm. This might be a good opportunity to give a shout out to our sponsor. Our faithful sponsor. I guess you're reading comments. Yep. Okay. Oh, I was just looking. We give a shout out to our sponsor. Would that be yes, it? yes, 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 yes. Of course, Ariel Ministries is our sponsor. Ariel.org uh, is the place to go, you guys, if you want some great Bible teaching. And hey, let me also encourage you. Encourage you. Seriously, they have small Bible studies. You know that you can get. They're called um, the, what are they called? The word? I have them right over there. Oh, uh, come and see? Or? Yeah, the come and see Bible studies. And if you go to Ariel.org, you can actually listen to the audio of some of these studies for free. But if you get the books, if you want some meat, not just fluff Joel Osteen stuff, but if you actually want some meat of God's word, then you can go ahead and you can like get this stuff and you can literally, um, you know... <laughs> You know, it's interesting. I never thought about it until now to come and see. Uh, it's a common, uh, uh, common phrase in rabbinical literature, and even even you know to modern day, uh, go and learn. In fact, mm -hmm. I think there's a, a mm -hmm. Orthodox Judaism site that's called Go and Learn. And in fact, we see Yeshua use that when it turns around. He says, "Go and learn what this means." Uh, it's like I'm the teacher here. But, you know, instead of go and learn, come and see. So, anyway. Yep. So, also, I will say that today... Wait, okay, what else I got to tell you? Oh, yeah, if you want to donate to our show, feel free. <laughs> <laughs> BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. You know, you can give anytime, day or night there. Doesn't matter to me. You could give during, like, when I'm asleep. Just so you know. Also, um, I did share uh, yesterday and, and Friday 
uh, about Legal Shield. If you want to help me get into a drawing for Legal Shield uh, in order to win a gift card for Camp Horizon, um, which is a camp that uh, that does, I'm trying to see what it is. They they actually give um, uh, gift. They 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 do camp for kids with cancer, and then they do a separate camp for the siblings of those kids, so that those kids can get um, treated. And you know, interestingly, Vicky posted a video on her page. I don't know if you guys are, know Vicky Fitch, but she posted this really cool video, which I actually didn't even like her comment on yet. But uh, it it is called. Um, well, it's from Australia, and it's about this little boy that has cancer. And all these people from the neighborhood, because he can't go out and be around people, he actually they actually come to the outside of his house and let and he can watch them do juggling and other fun tricks and stuff outside the window, so that he gets interaction with people without having to actually be around them because he's got cancer. I think no, he received a some a stem cell transplant. So yeah, and it's just so touching. I mean, you know. If 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 you want to help me get into that contest, then I can I need you to sign up for Legal Shield or ID Shield, or if you want me just to share the opportunity, and you know, I can't do it for current members unfortunately, then I can do that as well, and we can actually also get into the contest that way, or if you just want the membership, just get in touch with me. All right, so that's what we're gonna do. <clears throat> All right, Bearface. So, Bearface, are you going to share what you shared this morning? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. Yeah, so go for it. So, Randall is going to go ahead and share from Romans chapter yeah. 6. Yeah. Okay. All right, go ahead and put yourself on. I am going to get some water because I'm, like, feeling congested again pretty bad. Um, so. <laughs> and now take it away, Bearface. <laughs> Hello, people. Yeah, it's interesting. I, as I was thinking about what I was going to um, share this morning at the truck stop ministry, um, just Romans six came to mind, and it's interesting that uh, uh, at our fellowship we got a dog turning around in my lap. That's why speech is broken up. Okay, he settled down now. All right. Uh, at our own fellowship, uh, the pastor. Uh, this evening, the evening service, uh, he's in the book of Revelation, but uh, he mentioned this first verse that comes out of Romans 6 without actually uh, giving the the address, you know, the chapter and verse, but I knew where it's from. So, anyway, if you've got a Bible handy, that'd be good. If not, that's fine, because I'm going to bring up the text on the screen right now. And since we're getting into the Word, it's my habit to do so prayerfully, so I'm going to. Uh, Father God, you're an awesome God. We thank you for your Word, preserved throughout the ages. Uh, I do pray that you would open our eyes. Uh, Lord, give us eyes of understanding and hearts that uh, are receptive uh, to what you have for us. We offer ourselves to you in this time. In the name of Yeshua, our Messiah. Romans chapter 6, I'm looking at the good old King James, and you folks who have been with me a lot know it's because uh, I'm, I'm not a King James only advocate. It's just that uh, the old English preserves uh, 
uh, singular and plural second person. You know, the, the these and the thous, the yees and the yous, those aren't just to trip you up. That's to tell you whether the person addressed is an individual or is a person or persons addressed. And we've lost that in modern English. We use you for whether it's one or many. Of course, in the South, we say y'all, but that's come to mean a single person as well. Y'all coming to the whatever. There's all y'all. That's definitely plural. But anyway, I digress a whole bunch. So do the scriptures. Uh, and as I share with the guys, just to get some background, if you're not familiar with the books of, Book of Romans, this wonderful systematic theology presented by the Apostle Paul, uh, it goes something like this. Uh, Romans chapter 1 says the world's in a mess. Romans chapter 2 says, so are you. Romans chapter 3 says there's nothing that you can do about it. Romans chapter 4 says that God has, some, has done something about it. And Romans chapter 5 tells us that something is someone. Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, the, uh, you know, Adonai, Yeshua, HaMashiach. And so now we get to Romans 6, and basically the presentation is what are you going to do about it? So, Romans chapter 6, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? You know, heck, if if... If we can't do anything to save ourselves, if, if you know, where sin abounded, grace abounded the more, uh, you know, by grace we're saved, if, if we could never do enough good to be saved, uh, if when we were sinners, Christ died for us, well, hey, why don't we just, should we sin even more? The grace may abound the more. And um, the response, verse 2, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were bat baptized into his death? Now, if you folks are familiar with, um, you know, baptism. Now, baptism today, it's done differently in different denominations. Some sprinkles, some, you know, immerse, whatever. Um, but historically, back when this was written and, and years before, centuries before, uh, from a Jewish mind frame and uh, Paul was a Jew, Jesus was a Jew, all the apostles were Jews, um, baptism is, is a ceremony of identification. The Pharisees had baptism, the Essenes out in the desert had baptism, it was a way of identifying yourself with a group. I'm identifying myself with this people or this doctrine. But what's unique about Christian baptism is it's not identification with a person, you know, like a like a, a movement or or a or a philosophy or even a religion, but it's identification with an individual. And Paul reminds the readers that uh, as many of us as were baptized into Christ, again, not into a movement, not tuned to re into religion, not a, into denomination, baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Um, therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life, that when we are baptized into Christ, again, not into religion or movement or philosophy, but into Christ, the identification is with him, 
So we're baptized into uh, him, we're baptized into his death, we're identifying with his death, but also his resurrection. We're baptized into his death, we're buried with him by baptism into death, and like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, uh, not not because he swooned and fainted and you know you know was resuscitated, he died. Um, and was raised to newness of life, a supernatural life, by the glory of the Father. In the same way, we too um, uh, have been raised to newness of life by the glory of the Father, not by our own uh, huffing and puffing and you know working hard in our own energies, but by the power of God we walk in newness of life. Um, so we're just that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. We've been empowered to do that, to walk in a new life, dead to the old old man or old woman, the old person, and empowered by the glory of the Father to walk in newness of life. Verse 5, For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also, or we should be also, um, of resurrection, the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin, for he that is dead is freed from sin. And I'm just going to do the abbreviated version here, because it's <laughs> three minutes after nine, but you know, we're we're not talking about an outward conformance to something. Paul talks about the law and uh, the law being good, but the law unable to save, because the law ultimately points out the righteousness of God and our unrighteousness. Um, that the law is good and that it shows us our unrighteousness. And I mentioned it this morning, I mentioned it a lot of times when I have the opportunity to share the Word of God that I love, I can't remember, it's also in uh, the epistle of the Romans, but Paul says, I would not have known covetousness unless the law said thou shalt not covet. That's the 10th commandment, if you're going by the 10 commandments in Exodus chapter 20. Uh, all the other commandments, uh, the second table of the law, dealing with our relationship with human, you know, our fellow man, uh, those are outward things. Uh, thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not steal, uh, you know, thou shalt not bear false witness. And you can, you know whether or not you're doing those outward things. And we could get into the, the Sermon on the Mount and that how there's inward things that correlate with those outward things, even though we don't physically commit those sins. But nonetheless, getting back to this idea that the law teaches us our unrighteousness, Paul said, I would not have known covetousness unless the law said thou shalt not covet. Because all those other things deal with external actions, sins of commission. But thou shalt not covet is an internal thing. It's, it's, a, it's a judgment, if you will, an identification of an inward attitude, an inward thing. Uh, being uh, envious and greedy of something that someone else has and... Anyway, he says, I would not have known. I'm certainly he did know covetousness. He knew, he experienced it, but did not realize it uh, was, uh, you know, contrary to God's will, unless the law had not said and identified that. Anyway, so, um, so 
Christianity and a relationship with Christ is not about some outward conformity to rules and regulations or laws, but it's, it's something that happens on the inside. Later on, Romans chapter 12, Paul says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then the Greek words, they're very specific. Conformed is this idea of being really like literally molded, like someone shaping you from, it's an outside thing. But be transformed, uh, uh, where we get our English word metamorphosis, which is meta's change, morph of shape, but it's, it's, um, it's, uh, it's like a transliteration of the Greek. It's, it's something that happens on the inside, like the metamorphosis of a butterfly we talk about, you know, from inside the cocoon. It, it's not an outward thing, it's something that happens inward by the power of God. So, I said I was going to, there goes three minutes, so this is going to do an abbreviated version. So, skipping down to verse 20, we read, um, For when ye were servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. Well, let me talk about that just a little bit, and it helps to read Romans chapter 5 about the first Adam and the second Adam. Um, but, um, I'm no theologian, anything like that, a student of the word, no scholar. Uh, but my understanding is that in the Garden of Eden, the first human beings, the, the man, Adam, and his wife, Hava, who he named, or Eve, as it's come down to us through transliteration. Anyway, Adam and Eve, if you will. Uh, they had two natures. They had a spiritual nature that they were created with, lived in harmony with God, you know, walked in the, you know, cool of the day with God. They had this communion with God. And and they had a uh, a flesh nature, if you will. They had physical bodies uh, that experienced physical needs, but God provided for them all. Uh, everything they needed was in the garden. Uh, there was just one stipulation, don't eat from this tree. From the day you'll eat it, you know good and evil. And they knew evil because they committed sin, but they had the ability not to sin and ability to sin. And they exercised that ability to sin. And since then, that uh, sin was passed down uh, from the first man. We're born with just the physical nature, the fleshly nature, and that is just the ability to sin. Uh, if, if you don't, if you doubt that, <laughs> you know, get with any three-year-old and nobody teaches them to not to share and to say no and be defiant that that comes naturally hopefully through parenting and you know society we teach them to not be selfish and and to do good and to share for which such for with such things god is well pleased hebrews chapter 13 i believe um um anyway so we just have the one nature we don't have an ability not to sin. We don't have that spiritually. We need to be born again, as the scripture says, to be reborn spiritually. Once again, have that uh, spiritual nature that connects us with God. So, so when you were ser servants of sin, you just had a fleshly nature. You weren't born again. You hadn't been... Uh, you haven't had a relationship with Christ. The Holy Spirit had not come into residence in your life. You were servants of sin. You were free from righteousness. You couldn't 
it wasn't it wasn't within your ability to um have a have true righteousness um uh which comes from God there's no such thing as self righteousness you can do good deeds but true righteousness comes from God you're free from that when you just have the selfish fleshly nature without the natural human nature without being born again when you referred servants in you were free from righteousness they ask what fruit had ye then in those things of which you are now ashamed for the end of those things is death and as i was sharing with the guys this morning when i was younger and stupider um you know my friends uh we you know we went to go smoke weed or get drunk or do both or whatever whatever drug it was of the hour it was like hey dude let's go get wasted and that's what we said let's go get wasted and that's exactly what it was in hindsight it was wasted time wasted money wasted brain cells i mean there's a i mean i could have think about how intelligent i would have been had i not been doing that stuff as a teenager i started drinking when i was 13 quit when i was 21 and i quit because christ came into my life but you looking back, what fruit did I have in those things of which I'm now ashamed? I'm ashamed of those things. Yeah, maybe they make for a powerful testimony, but I'd rather say I never did those things. Uh, there's no fruit. There's nothing redeemable in, in any of that. I was redeemed out of that, but there's nothing in it that's of value. Uh, what fruit did you have? Those things you're now ashamed. Those things... The end of those things is death. That's what they lead to. And that's what those things lead to. And um, so, but now having made free from sin, we don't have to, we don't have to have, uh, you know, we still have the flesh nature, but we don't have to be slaves to it. And become servants to God, you have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And I like that all that is there. Jesus Christ our Lord. Uh, Jesus, or Yeshua, God is salvation, or Yah saves. Christ, the Messiah, Mashiach, the Anointed One, the Promised One, and Lord, the Lord, you know, the one who's in charge. He's Christ Jesus, our Lord. Um, I have to get all three in there. But uh, this morning I shared these, sort of a, a story uh, of, you know, what, imagine they were, you know, they uh, were at some distribution center. They were dropping off uh, a load, uh, you know, and then uh, while they're there, they see some kid playing on the railroad tracks and they're thinking, no, that's that's not cool. Um, you know, that's, that's dangerous. You should get off there. And the kid's like, whatever, continues to play with his little cars or whatever <laughs> road tracks. Then you see a train coming and you go and pull that kid out of the way before the train comes. And then like, man, you could have got yourself killed. Not smart to play on the railroad tracks. And then, uh, so then you go back, you finish your paperwork and you're getting ready to leave. And there's this kid playing on the railroad tracks again. I mean, what would you think of that? It's like, Hello? You know, and and so much the more we who are children of God, uh, those of us who have been baptized into Christ, uh, 
baptized into his death. So if we turn to those things, the, the end is death. There's no fruit in them. We've been delivered from that, but we give into that. We turn to that. You know, how must, how must, you know, God feel about his children who he's rescued and redeemed from that? And we turn to the old nature. And um, our pastor tonight, a little quotable, um, you know, he he mentioned uh, Romans chapter 6, 1 and 2 tonight without saying Romans chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. But a uh, little quotable I liked. And that is, um, uh, let's see if I can get this right, that God cannot condone in the child of God what he condemns in the world you know you know how much more uh, you know the scripture talks about like I alluded to earlier being by nature children of wrath and those things are condemned they lead to death and ultimately uh, without being born again spiritually reborn without uh, repentance and coming to a relationship with Christ, those the end of those things is death, eternal death and condemnation. So God cannot condone in the believer those things what is condemned in the world. And so just that encouragement that you know, as Bob Dylan says, you gotta serve somebody. So let's yield ourselves to the spirit and things of righteousness, the things of God. All right, I'm done. You're done. Oh, he's done. Like a very, you know, actually, that was very good. I have a poll question, people. This has been weighing heavy on my heart. I actually haven't even polled Bareface about this. All right, first question is, do you like baked potatoes? Put a one if you like baked potatoes. Just, I'll, I'll wait for you. I'll wait for your answer. Like, if you just put a one. Like if, eating them or? Yes. You know, a baked potato. I, I know what a baked potato is, okay. but like them. And All right. So you guys. Like to eat them. Do you so like to eat baked potatoes? Do you like to eat baked potatoes? Look, my sinuses are bugging me, so I'm slightly irritable. Okay. My hair. Ugh. Okay. Okay. Everybody likes baked potatoes. Okay. Now, here is. <laughs> All right. So here's. This This has been weighing heavy on my, my heart. Do you enjoy baked potatoes like, okay, like with the skin on, obviously you're not going to skin a baked potato because <laughs> you cut the thing and all that, but are you like me and do you like the skin to be like a little bit wrinkled? You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? It has to be like just slightly a little bit wrinkled, just slightly like almost almost quite crunchy but not totally crunchy you know what i'm talking about are you guys with me or do you prefer it like more like it's just cooked barely you know what i mean it's still soft inside so you can put your butter and sour cream and all that other stuff but but yeah i guess crispy skin would be a good way to put it i was just curious because the other day i had a little baked potato and it didn't come out right the first time i was like what? I put this in for five minutes. <laughs> I thought this was supposed to turn out the way I like it. And I ended up having to put it in like 
three more minutes, I think it was. And it was a little one. So I was just curious. Okay, so Sean and and um, Tommy says either, but Sean says crispy. Gina says crispy. Uh, okay. What about you over there on Facebook? Not Facebook, on um thingy. Thingy? On thingy? YouTube. Sorry. Gosh. All right. Well, anyway, just curious. It was just a curious question. Oops. Well, I have questions some... of the day all the time. And people are like, why are you asking this question today? Are you trying to target me? And I'm like, uh, no, it was just a curious thought in my head. <laughs> There's like a... Um... Like, you know, sort of uh, one of the popular, like, I guess I call it pub food, but, you know, find it at a lot yeah. of restaurants, you know, bar and grill or whatever. And it is uh, not that I had uh, attend pubs and bars, um, but, uh, you know, like Chili's and others, um, they so, have um, they have the potato skins as an appetizer, yeah, yeah. which is just the skins, and they fill it with some stuff. I know it's and so the good. Skins, the skins are prepared that way, that are a little bit, a little bit, somewhat crispy, but kind of tough. They're not, they're not, um, they're not soft skins, and yeah, but I like, they have oh. to be. They can't be completely hard as a rock. No, no, no. Yeah, because yeah, otherwise it's not good. Yeah, just like the potato skins appetizers that. Yeah. Usually empty to the potato, which what's the point? And how many of you have eaten the like? I think it's TGI Fridays, like potato chips, because they're made from like the potato skin. They have them on there. Well, anyway, obviously I didn't eat dinner, people. <laughs> I I actually didn't, cause I got this sinus thing. But anyway, I was just curious about that. It has nothing to do with anything. I do want to remind you, however, that. I have a dog and a cat down here nuzzling one another. They're kind of distracting me. But um, August 31st, make sure you guys tune into that show on Saturday at 8 o'clock. Darren Mel and his wife are going to come on. Darren is going to share his story again of, of dealing with homosexuality. And his wife is going to share her side of the story, what it was like, what, what it has been like to marry him. And to be in a relationship with him, even after he fell and engaged in the behavior again. And she didn't divorce him. So it's a very powerful um, testimony that I, even I haven't heard from her point of view. So we're going to have them on as a couple and um, on 31st of August. So mark your calendar, people. And, you know, I hope you come and I hope you come and watch it. Okay. Because it's cool. And, you know, the thing is, is we... We have to we have to share these stories, even if if you share like this news article over on LifeSite News that we just talked about. You know, it's an act of courage in this culture to stand for biblical truth. It, it's actually an act of courage to say the name of Jesus without shame. It's an act of courage to confront sin in yourself and in others. And in others who are actually, you know, sinning against you, it's, it's, it takes courage to, to do that because people don't like it. They don't like it. None of us like it. I mean, let's just be honest. Who likes to be confronted with their sin? Oh yeah, I do. Sure. Go ahead. You know, no, but I find a lot of comfort in knowing that God being so gracious is, you know, he is the Holy Spirit. You know, he, I mean, he, the Holy Spirit is the comforter 
And so he isn't like a like a, a mean guy. Actually, one of the guys this morning, he actually said something interesting. He said, he said, God just wants you to confess your sin and, and stop apologizing for it. Accept it, you know. And he said, but I struggle with that because every time I blow it or I have a thought or whatever, I just confess it again. And he said, sometimes I feel like God is going to hit me over the head, something to that effect. And I was sitting there and I thought, well, that's not really God, but how many, see, that's the thing. How many of us really know the actual character of God, right? I mean, um, a couple of weeks ago, my pastor, um, he taught out of Luke chapter 15 about the, the story of the prodigal son. And he, he painted like, was that the right chapter or did I get it wrong? Well, anyway, he painted this great picture of just the compassion of, you know, of, of the, of the father who was running to the, to the man, to the son, you know, who had squandered everything. Um, and I thought, wouldn't it be awesome if, if parents today actually had that demonstration of love towards their kids? Um, in fact, that's one of the things that the guy said. He said, you know, I have children and every time he said, I have sons. And every time I get off the phone with them, right before I get off the phone, I tell them I love them and I don't really care if they don't like it or not. And they're embarrassed by it. He said, cause I never know I could die today. You know, and he was really adamant about that. And I was like, yeah, I totally get it. You know, I tell people all the time I love them. Um, and you know, sometimes I don't want to tell certain people I love them, but I do anyway. You know, I'm like, hey, you never know. So anyway, so those are our thoughts. Uh, during the week, if you guys have any news items that you'd like us to discuss on the weekend, feel free to email those to me or text them to me or put them in my daily disciples group. Um, and, you know, we'll stack those and address some of those. If you have a topic uh, or anything like that you'd like us to discuss, then feel free by all means to do that. I am trying to send out an email um, recap of the, of the three shows that we do. And don't forget, if you're a podcast listener, you can actually listen to our show on Anchor, on Stitcher. I think we're off Spreaker now. On Stitcher, um, we're on iTunes, and we're on like 18 or 19 other places you, you can find us on. Um, but I would say one of the best places is iTunes or Anchor. You can download the Anchor app and just find Bible News Radio and just listen to the audio. I actually have a lot of people that do that. Not as many on Anchor, but I mean, on a lot of people, this show was an audio show initially. So, um, and then of course, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, you can go do that. Hit the thumbs up. I've had a couple of people, I think, mad at me lately, and I think... The- <laughs> They just went to my YouTube channel, hit down, 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 down. I was like, whatever. <laughs> I don't really care that much about it. I kind of think it's funny. Um, you know, I <laughs> really, you know, I was like, seriously, uh, how could they? Uh, anyway, the, the, um, just hit like and subscribe on our YouTube channel and share it out if you don't mind. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of, it's kind of funny. <clears throat> I think that's it, right? 
And I will say, if you guys have not gotten this book yet, Progressive Evil by Lieutenant Robert Bob McGinnis, you might want to check it out. It's it's in my bookstore on Amazon. In fact, there's quite a few books in there. Um, if you go to Amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash Bible News Radio, you can see a whole bunch of the books in there I recommend. I actually have a lot of business books and kind of personal development books in there. Um, uh, in fact, if you want a good book recommendation, I just have to give this to you. Um, you, you don't have to buy it through my store. I don't really care that much about it. But but those of you who are like me and you actually care about your your personal development and you like to be encouraged and challenged, uh, there's a really good book. It's called 365 Days with Self-Discipline. And the subtitle is uh, 365 Life-Altering Thoughts on Self-Control, Mental Resilience, and Success. And um, the guy that wrote the book, his name is Martin Meadows, and these are all self-published books, um, which is kind of cool. I mean, I mean, but I have to tell you something. Honestly, this guy rocks. I don't know if he's a Christian or not, but his writing is excellent, and he takes, like... Um, really simple ideas, but he can write a gazillion nice things about. It. Like today, I re- like I read like ten pages in this book today, and and one of the things he said, and I might share this on my call tomorrow, but he talked about uh, the ten minute, um, the ten minute rule, which is basically uh, a rule. Like if you're tempted to go to Andy's frozen custard yogurt because you love it so much. <laughs> Andy's frozen custard, rather. If you're tempted to go there because their chocolate, you know, custard is calling your name. You know, he actually says, and this isn't new really to me, but it was cool to, to read. He, he talks about just wait 10 minutes, you know. Um, wait 10 minutes um, to do it because usually within 10 minutes of, of being tempted to something, you either forget about it or, you know, you're, it, the temptation is less. And I know I tend to do this actually when I, I try to buy or shop for something. Sometimes I'll just, I've learned to put stuff in my Amazon cart and walk away. <laughs> I'm not going to buy it yet. I'm going to wait till tomorrow and see if the price drops or, you know, or if the urge or the, like the pull to get it, you know, goes away. Um, but on the flip side, he also said, you know, um, you can do the same thing. Like if you're a procrastinator, which most people are, um, he said, you know, just take 10 minutes to do that one thing that you don't want to do. Like, like for me, it would be fold laundry. Okay. I'm just going to be honest. I, I really had to get to the point where I've like, if I do my laundry, instead of throwing it on our guest bed, I, I should just hang it up or, you know, fold it up or whatever. And I know I'm not the only one. If I just took 10 minutes <laughs> to, to do that. And then he said, you know, you typically will take that 10 minutes and you will, it might go longer. And he said, if it doesn't, well, then at least you got 10 minutes done, right? So, and that's nothing new, but this, uh, this book, 365 Days with Self-Discipline is an excellent book. I mean, it really, really is. And then he has a whole bunch of other books. He's got, um, uh, He's got one called An Illustrated Guide to Self-Discipline, which is like 50 Habits. It's it's really, it's it's illustrated. It's really cool. I got that one. 
Um, he's got like a ton of different books. So his name is Martin Meadows. He's not asking me to promote this. Doesn't even know me. Uh, he's written a lot of books. They're all good probably because this other one is good. Um, and, and if you're a writer, he has one called self-discipline for writers. Um, how to think bigger and higher, get more motivated and accomplish big things is another one that he has. And, uh, anyway, there's a lot. So, so that's kind of my book recommendation for the week. If you care, go check it out. All right, people. <clears throat> uh, thank you for joining me. Hope you guys have a good rest of your day. If you need to get in touch with me, you guys know how you can do it. Yeah, you do. Remember, be bold, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be bold. Stand up, people, and go with God, because he loves you. Yeah, he does. We'll see you next week. <laughs>